Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Pacific Islander, black indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. June, we celebrate the National Caribbean American Heritage Month. Here's a little history about Caribbean American heritage. The earliest wave of Caribbean nationals came to the U.S. in the 19th century, and mostly as guest workers from the British West Indies program. Amongst these talented craftsmen, poets, doctors, inventors, and other individuals, some are quite known names, including Alexander Hamilton, who was the first Secretary of Treasury and one of the founding fathers, Celia Cruz, the lady known for creating astounding salsa music, and the famous baseball player Robert Clemente, to name a few. And of course, some of our single brightest examples from the Caribbean origin, Vice President Kamala Harris of Jamaican heritage, Simone Biles, her proud recognition as a Belizean, Secretary of State Colin Powell, the son of a Jamaican immigrant. This year marks the 17th year celebrating of Caribbean American Heritage Month in the United States. The first proclamation that was issued by President George Bush on June 6, 2006. And since then, the White House has issued an annual proclamation recognizing the Caribbean American Heritage Month. One of the past presidential proclamations that have been recognized is a Caribbean American, such as Alexander Hamilton, who came from the poverty of Nevis. And of course, he's a key contributor to our Constitution and the first Secretary of the Treasury. The United States Virgin Islands are a group of around 90 islands, islets, and caves in the Caribbean region. It was originally claimed by Spain in 1493, and as well as islands were colonized by Denmark in 1671. The ethnic racial makeup of the U.S. Virgin Islands was the most interesting thing that I researched. 76% were Black or Afro-Caribbean. 61.1% were non-Hispanic Black. 15.7% are white, Asian 1.4, mixed 2.1, other 4.5, Hispanic or Latino of any race 17.4%, which is 10.3% for Puerto Rican and 5.4% is Dominican. Who would have thought 
Caribbean cuisine is a fusion of African, Creole, European, Latin American, Middle Eastern, Asian influences, and the popular dishes reflect cultures that influence those regions. Most common is rice, plantains, beans, coconut, sweet potato, cassava, tomatoes, and I love, love music. And the music from Caribbean reflects multicultural. It shaped the Caribbean and African people. The Caribbean people brought music such as the bachata, calypso, compa, cumbia, dancehall, Latin trap, merengue, parang, reggae, salsa, just to name a few. If you want to learn more about Caribbean American Heritage Month, the history, the culture, the food, and the music, I will also have these in the show notes. Maya was a previous high school graduate of Pembroke Pines, was in her second year at Valencia College in Orlando, specifically in sports medicine. She had taken interest in modeling, pageantry, cheerleading, dancing, horseback riding, and so much more. She excelled in everything that she had set her mind to do. But why am I talking about Maya and her story? Well, everything took a turn in September of 2021. This is Maya Marcano's story. Maya Marcano was born April 26, 2002, in Pembroke Pines to parents Inma and Marlon. She grew up in South Florida as well as the British Virgin Islands. Marlon, Maya's father, is known professionally as a DJ, Trinidad-born in South Florida. Maya graduated from Flanagan Senior High in 2020, headed to University of Central Florida. After a few semesters, she transferred to Valencia College, where she continued studying for sports medicine. Just looking at all her pictures that her parents had posted on Facebook and Instagram, she is a beautiful woman, five foot seven at 130 pounds, hazel eyes. Maya, her mother and father, were very known in the Soka community, attended the Miami International dance events, just a well-rounded beautiful family. This is why it makes it so much harder for me to talk about this, because Maya was doing everything right. She was making something of her life. She was like a gene of all trades, well-rounded, beautiful, smart woman. Things started to unravel when she moved in to the Arden Villas. It mentions that she had a roommate, but it wasn't identified who. And based on video recordings that I, on video resources, her apartment was located on the first floor based on a previous incident that occurred in March of 2021. Arden Villas is located in Orlando, Florida. One of the intersected rows is University Drive and Rouse Road, apartment for college students that are attending Valencia. In March, 
A maintenance man accused of throwing something through a woman's window after she turned him down for a date. This person of interest was infatuated with Maya and was constantly texting her. The woman said she didn't see the suspect but told the deputies it was likely that the maintenance man who she declined to go on a date with. Maya said that he wrote her a note asking her out and she agreed to go a, f a few days later but when he asked to switch it up to that same night, she said no. And it was that same night that she was in her bottom floor apartment. She was staring down at her phone when someone threw a black weight through her window. This type of behavior from the maintenance man continued for many months and was even reported to the Arden Villa apartments. Not only was he harassing Maya, but he was also harassing other women in the complex. In different resources of video footage from her apartments, September 24th, 2021, Maya Makarno was last seen around 5 p.m. at the Arden Villas Complex located near the University of Central Florida, Orange County Sheriff's Office officials said. Reviewing other articles and resources of, as well as the online comments of current and previous tenants of the complex that they've had several interactions with an older head maintenance guy as well as this younger maintenance guy and they every time that they would have any type of conversation with them five separate women at the apartment complex who have mentioned that this maintenance person would show up to their apartment when they weren't there one woman stated that he was sitting on her couch when she got home another google review stated that one of the guys that was a maintenance worker barged through his room with his girlfriend, had just gotten out of the shower, and wouldn't leave without excessive prompting from the boyfriend. Okay, a little bit about this person of interest, Armando Manuel Caballero. This person of interest that worked at Arden Villa Complex. This guy had a previous record, 2013, which wasn't a, considered a flag when he was hired at this apartment. Not sure the age of the victim, but deputies identified to WFTV that they did research he was accused of domestic violence, rape, aggravated assault, and firing a weapon on school grounds. And this is the guy that was, in fact, in charge of having a master key fob, especially a woman's apartment. Maya Marcano was last seen around 5 p.m. on September 24th at the Arden Villas complex. Never boarded the plane to meet up with her mother and father that evening. The Marcano family sprung into action and knew something was amiss. Marlon started posting on Twitter and Facebook, encouraging other people to help with the search of Maya. While in New Smyrna Beach Friday afternoon, close friends of the Marcano's family were hoping and praying for the best. September 27th, there was a search party, inviting all friends in Arden Villa Complex residents. The Orange County Sheriff as well as the FBI, pitched in to continue the search. As a week went by, Marlon and Ima, as well as 
Marcano family friends did not give up. And, and one of the Marcano friends of the family was mentioning, stated, quote, Family is here for you. They're waiting for you, Maya. You are loved. End quote. As the Orange County Sheriff's Office continued to surveil the apartment of Maya, looking for evidence, they took photos of a small bookcase propped up against Maya's bedroom doorknob, which appeared to be placed there to prevent anyone from entering the room from the outside, which meant a roommate had to enter Maya's room from a back window. Deputies' statement that, quote, noticed the window had been tampered with, end quote. Investigators also noted that there was other things that were seemingly unusual for Maya just to leave behind in her apartment. She had jewelry on the floor. She had her bag of luggage packed and ready, her Fort Lauderdale trip, her teddy bear, that from what Maya's mother and father stated that she would never go anywhere without. Detectives also found a pillow next to Maya's bed that had a small patch of dried red substance that appeared to be blood. As the Orange County Sheriff started to dig more into surveillance videos and investigate that a key fob data documented in the report shows that a suspected maintenance person, Armando Caballero, had access to Maya's apartment using a master key before she came home from work. And there was also a surveillance video that showed Armando driving a golf cart around the complex, right around Maya's apartment, coincided with the time of the key fob that was used to her front door. So based on that information, Armando had access to Maya's apartment and was actually in her home before she arrived. There is also footage that was actually recorded by Maya's parents. At the time that Armando was in the parking lot, you could see Armando a little uneasy, moving back and forth in the video, stuttering and antsy on answering the questions between Maya's parents and the police officer. There was also a video of two tenants who notices the, the suspicious behavior of Armando and started to record him as he was going in and out of his vehicle, pulling out gloves and a pink blanket that later on was identified to be Maya's. As days went by, Maya's family did not stop looking for her. FBI and the sheriff's office continued working around the clock looking for Maya in Orange, Volusia, and Seminole counties. October 1st was a vigil that was arranged by Maya's parents. October 2nd, Maya Marcano's body was found near Timber Scan Apartments. Investigators said Marcano was likely killed in her apartment. Then Armando took her body to a wooded area of the Timberskin apartments in Orlando. Officer John Mina identified that a cell phone of the prime suspect, Armando, pinged in the area 
where Maya's body was found. An autopsy was done to identify the cause of death and did positively identify that it was Maya. What also was a confirmation is that she had a purse nearby that had her ID inside. Maya's body was mostly skeletonized. She was found with her red purse and wallet, the same jeans that she was wearing on the same day of her disappearance, and a necklace with a charm containing her name, Maya. There was black duct tape wrapped around her head and neck, as well as her wrists and ankles. Resources identified that they actually saw Armando the day after Maya went missing, at least 24 hours after. They had noticed that he had a very prominent limp. Three days after Maya's disappearance, Armando, who had been named as a person of interest in the case, was found dead in apparent suicide at the apartment complex in Longwood. Arden Villas is the complex where Maya works and lives. It is also where Armando, 27, the person of interest is in this case, worked as a maintenance man before he was found dead on Monday from apparent suicide. Deputies had released a 911 call on the incident. The caller said that they had discovered this apparent suicide in a garage that is used to store paint on the property. A maintenance crew member discovered Armando. The garage is usually unlocked, but for some reason it was locked at this time. And upon opening the door, they saw Armando partially suspended from the garage railings. He was in the early stages of decomposing. Blood pooled from his ears and mouth, and he was in the early process of rigor mortis with stiff joints. I know there's a couple of questions you want to ask yourself. You're probably yelling at me while you're listening to what I am saying, but I have the same questions as well. How the hell did this person become a maintenance guy with this criminal history? Well, based on the circumstances of his crime, from my understanding is that the victim was not of underage. And so he could not be identified and, or filed as a registered sex offender. Another question is, why didn't the complex do anything in regards to his stalking and harassment of women? Great question. From my resources and understanding, they did not do anything. As you can see, he continued to work as a maintenance person on the property, on the grounds, with other, other female college students. And so because of that, the Meccano family took it into their hands and slapped a lawsuit on Arden Villas, accusing Arden Villas of negligence in Mia's death and employing Armando, who officials have stated that he is responsible for her killing after making unwanted advances towards Mia. What about that older maintenance guy that could be a possible concern to female tenants on the property? Good question. Not sure what happened to him, but I, I'm guessing someone might comment after listening to this podcast of where that person's whereabouts are. Lastly, what could prospective and current tenants do when they are residing in a complex 
a way to prevent this from happening again? That's a fantastic question. And the answer is something that Maya's family, Marlon and Ima, created in her name. It is called Safe and Secure Apartment, which is under the Maya Marcano Foundation. They use the criteria and rating system of butterflies, which was Maya's favorite animal. I will provide the link in the show notes for additional information on the Maya Marcano Foundation and the other programs and initiatives that they have provided. And as of March 15, 2022, there is a bill that's being named after Maya likely to become a law in Florida. If this bill is signed, it will reinforce requirements related to access to individual units. In addition to enhancing rental protection, it will prohibit rental units and lodging establishments from renting rooms by the hour in an effort to curb human trafficking. Maya was laid to rest on October 14th at a funeral in Cooper City, Florida that included musical tributes from Soka Stars, Lyrical, and Skinny Fabulous. Thank you for listening to Hands Off My Podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support the mission, I do have a Patreon membership that will help the cause and bring more detail on cases and stories from the people of color community. If you yourself has a lost loved one or a story suggestion, please don't hesitate to contact me at email. Handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com And if you are only able to support in another way, please give this podcast a 5-star rating on Apple or Spotify and continue to listen to upcoming episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Dios te bendiga.